Section 12 of A Florian Diamonds by Amos Chiptree. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Penn. Chapter 15. Mr. Lindley dropped in at the store during the next forenoon on his way down to Pierre's office to see his friend Blakely. Kate had asked him to call and invite me to join them for an afternoon drive and return with them to dinner. He said he was going to drive his new pair of browns, and hoped I should find it agreeable and convenient to accept, as he wanted my opinion of the horses. Thanking him for his confidence in my opinion, in a matter where his own judgment was so reliable, as it was in anything pertaining to the qualities of a horse, I promised to be on hand at the appointed time. As he was leaving, I reminded him of the fact that Sloane knew nothing of the missing money, and, as he might possibly visit Mr. Blakely in his search for points concerning Pierre, I suggested that he, Mr. Lindley, should explain matters to Mr. Blakely. Otherwise, he might innocently divulge the secret to Sloane, as he would naturally think the officer to be in possession of all the facts connected with Pierre's absence. I am glad you have mentioned it, Fred, as I might not have thought of it. What does Sloane think of matters now that he sees how he was misled by the former evidence? He was greatly surprised, I can assure you. But, like all of us, excepting only yourself, sir, he sees no cause of suspicion against Pierre. Possibly not with the lights he has, but if he knew all the facts, he would probably see things more clearly. But let him work it out if he can, and then we shall know more about it than we do now. I hope so, sir, I replied, and that you may see how mistaken you have been in your suspicions. So do I, Fred, so do I, and as fervently as you, but I fear it is only hoping against hope, he said as he went out. We had a most enjoyable drive in a stylish English trap drawn by the perfectly matched seal-brown horses. Mr. Lindley handled the reins at the start, with Miss Hartwell upon the box seat beside him, Kate and myself occupying the back seat. It was a perfect afternoon, warm enough for the season, with a deep blue sky broken here and there by light clouds which skimmed along before a fresh westerly breeze casting ever-changing shadows over the landscape. The park was already getting on its summer attire, which, in the look of fresh verdure of tree and plant and lawn, renders it at this season unexcelled as a beauty spot to admirers of nature improved by art. The roads were smooth and clean, and as we bowled along among the throng of handsome turnouts almost filling the drives, constantly exchanging salutations with friends whom we passed or met, I noted many admiring glances cast towards our veteran driver and his fair companion on the box, while his beautiful horses attracted the attention of many of our acquaintances. Passing out of the park, we rode on towards the Riverside Drive in the tomb of General Grant. After we had inspected the latter and enjoyed the magnificent view from the hill, Mr. Lindley, before starting upon our return, suggested exchanging seats with me. I see no faults about the horses, he said, evidently highly pleased with them. But perhaps, by handling them, Fred, you may discover something about them which I cannot see. I was soon seated at the reins, and, turning the horses' heads towards home, we were soon under way at a rattling pace. The pair were fully up to my expectations, and as nice a driving team as I ever saw, with plenty of style and action, a rapid, steady, swinging gait, and good bottom. They were as kind as kittens, and, it seemed to me, could be driven by a child with safety. The old gentleman was much pleased at my encomiums over them. The drive home was, if anything, pleasanter than that going out, especially to me in my favorable position, as, like Mr. Lindley, I am a lover of horses. So, also as Miss Hartwell, 
and a good horsewoman too as i discovered in some of her previous visits to the city when with pierre and kate we made up little driving and riding parties in pairs and covered all the good roads about town in buggies and saddles i gave miss hartwell the reins this afternoon but she resigned them to me again shortly as we neared the park not relishing the horsey look it might give her in so conspicuous a place in your light wagon behind one of your trotters she said to me and in a more retired place i just glory in driving but upon this box with this heavy team and in this crowd excuse me we arrived at home all in the best of humor refreshed by our outing and with vigorous appetites for dinner which was served as soon as we were ready for it mr lindley and myself lingered a while over our wine after the ladies had left the table and as we rejoined them in the parlor later kate laughingly addressed me and said she had something important to tell me she had discovered a clue to my diamonds i saw at once that she was joking but retaining a sober face asked her what she had found nothing that i have not known since saturday shortly after grace arrived and while she was showing me her many new things it's a way we girls have you know fred of exciting the envy of our friends among her jewelry was a pair of solitaire earrings which struck me as being very like a certain pair of yours which are missing i mentioned it to her and then continued and told her all about our excitement here i had thought nothing more about her earrings till to-night when i noticed that she was wearing them for the first time look at them please and tell me if they are not exactly like the pair over which i hesitated so long before deciding upon the pair i selected if miss hartwell will allow me i said stooping towards her as she sat with pleasure sir she replied archly though i must exact a promise from you that if you agree with kate as to the similarity of the jewels you will not put your detective upon my track for really since my arrival here i have not felt more secure of my own immunity from suspicion than of that of the other members of the household you have my promise miss i replied laughing but i had scarcely spoken as i took a hasty glance at the pendants before i inwardly felt that without employing a detective i should like to know something as to how she came into possession of them getting a little nearer to her for a closer look at them she deftly unhooked one of the earrings and passed it to me after careful examination of it i returned it to her and she replaced it in her ear you look sober mr hopkins she said do you also see so strong a likeness between my earrings and some of your missing ones decidedly miss i do i replied reflectively but it may be a mere coincidence thank you sir she said in assumed haughtiness i did not know but that possibly i might be taken for an accomplice of pierre as i am found with part of the booty upon me or at least something closely resembling it joking aside miss hartwell have you any objections to telling me how long you've had those earrings and where they were purchased none in the least sir i selected them myself on thursday last at one of our leading washington street jewelry stores blank and companies they were highly recommended by them as of first quality and of a new style of setting and they are all they claimed for them i said your answer proves just what i supposed might be the case but there is a mere accident in the resemblance i know the house of whom you purchased them very well they are themselves manufacturers of fine goods to some extent and their standing is high we occasionally sell them goods but not often of this class they would not readily be duped into buying stolen jewelry no there is nothing in it to help us out 
though at first glance i thought i saw a way by which your possession of these diamonds might put us upon the track of mine and without loss to you i am very sorry then that they have turned out not to belong to you instead of to me a glance at her face was only necessary to render it plain that she meant what she said but she continued in what way did you imagine that my diamonds might assist us in the hunt for yours it is customary in our trade miss hartwell for leading houses to keep all of their new designs of jewelry to themselves until they are ready to offer them upon the market otherwise their patterns would be copied by their less artistic competitors and hurriedly forced out among the dealers thus forestalling the originators in the sale of them now all of the earrings for which we are looking are of novel designs and styles of settings original with our house and none of them had ever been offered for sale previous to my bringing them here for kate to choose from they had only that day arrived from the factory your earrings are apparently perfect duplicates of one pair of them in size style and value and i am not surprised that kate was impressed by the likeness i had a hope that they might furnish us a clue towards finding the rest of the lot but the name of the firm of whom you bought them and the date of purchase proves that my suspicions are unfounded it is a mere coincidence as i said before an accidental production of one of our styles by a rival house it is not the first instance within my knowledge of a simultaneous production of similar patterns of goods by two houses although such cases are rare you may continue to wear your very pretty earrings in confidence of your legitimate ownership of them mr lindley and kate had shown much interest in my explanation and like miss hartwell and myself were somewhat disappointed that nothing had come of this rather odd circumstance which had at first seemed to promise us something of value it only added another to the various incidents of the past few days which had proven so misleading and like them was allowed to pass without further consideration we dismissed the whole subject for the time at kate's suggestion and passed an hour or so in discussing other topics interspersed with a song or two by miss hartwell who has a fair voice and was several by kate who has a much better one we were enjoying ourselves in our old-time way entirely oblivious of our past excitement when jerry came in and announced that mr sloan was in the library and desired to see me i was provoked at being thus interrupted and having to return again to the old subject but as it must always be business before pleasure i excused myself to the ladies promising to soon get through with the officer and return End of section 12.